Welcome to the Big Roy Awesome Podcast. I'm your host, Big Roy. I'll be keeping it short and solo this week because I'm the caregiver for my mother. She's hit a rough patch health-wise, so please keep her in your thoughts and prayers. This is a podcast for the Marvel Strike Force mobile game on Apple and Android. It should now be available on all major podcast platforms. I was not aware they had to be approved before I put out the first episode, so there's a little delay. But even with all that, not being able to get the first episode out until Thursday of last week and waiting to get approved on those, still over 600 listens across all platforms, including my YouTube channel. So very awesome. Thank you very much for that. I was actually number 48 on the video game charts on the Apple podcast, even though it just hit there uh, the other day. So that's very awesome. Or it could just mean there's only 47 other video game podcasts. But nevertheless, I'll start at the bottom and work my way to the top. Yes, but if you'd like to support the podcast, there are a few ways you can do that. You can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I will read it on the air. Uh, we actually did get one in this week. The very first one, Tandran, Tandran. Great podcast. Happy to see Big Roy back in podcasting. Thank you very much, buddy. And no matter what happens from here on out, you will always be my first. <laughs> well, yes, uh, that definitely helps, will help me in the ratings, help get more people listening to me. Also tell all your friends and alliance that play the game to check out the podcast. I'd greatly appreciate it. And if you'd like to help financially support the show, you can do that through the YouTube memberships. That is on my YouTube channel, Big Roy Awesome. Packages starting at $1.99 and up. And that will keep the podcast to keep going and keep growing. All right, some big news this week. Of course, ISO 8 came out. That will be the main topic of the week. But first, before we get to the news and all that, we got to do that Red Star Watch. Well, Scream was in the orbs, so I opened them up. Ended up only getting four red stars on her, which is nice. It took until the very last one, but it did happen again. Cue all the haters, cue all the people shaking their heads in disbelief. But I pulled another seven red star. <laughs> and actually, Cottonmouth, my guest host from the first episode, called it. He said Electro would be a good character to get red stars on. And that's who I pulled the seven red stars on <laughs> out of an elite four. So. That was very awesome. It's going to take a while to get her up, but they have been making some of the characters farmable pretty quickly. She's already an orb, so very awesome that I could pull another seven red star. I think I'm up to six or seven now because I actually did promote the Black Bolt to seven red stars. And that, that has been a very good choice, especially with the ISO 8 pumping up even more. But I'll talk about that more in the main topic. Uh, also, another thing, big shout out to my Lance Marks for money. I am onto their game, though. They love their shout-outs, so they're making the Alliance Wars very thrilling and interesting. We had a last-second win in one of our wars this past week. We were down to not a single defense, but a single Hela alive. So all they needed to kill was the one last Hela. And we were able to pull it out with like less than 30 seconds before they cleared that last Hela. Big shout-out to Hero. Perfect name. He was the last-second hero. He finished the last defense for them, so we got the win. So that was very cool. Uh, it's making Alliance War interesting again. We'll see how that goes with the ISO 8. Also talk about that in the main topic, how the whales are going to have a, even more of an advantage if they're whaling out on the ISO 8. But we'll get to the news. Big thing is the anti-venom kit came out, the full kit. We talked about the leaks last week, but now his full kit is out, and he looks absolutely ridiculous. 
And if the data mines are true, I am very happy to say I was wrong. Uh, it looks like he will be an event also. Now, we don't know if it will be a campaign event or if it will be like a milestone event like Cyclops or Ghost Rider was. We'll have to see with that. But anything's better than Blitz or as only a 10% drop in Blitz Orb, so I'll take it. Uh, but we'll go over his kit real quick. Uh, his basic, which we didn't have last week, is Deathclaw, attack primary target for 250% damage, plus apply bleed and the opposite of two random positive effects on this character to the primary target. So that's kind of cool. So if you get buffs on him, then he's going to put the opposites on them. So that's a very cool and new thing they've never done before. He'll also heal the most injured non-summon ally for 10% of this character's max health, plus clear heal block. And this attack cannot be dodged. So that's a very awesome basic. Probably one of the best basics, if not the best basic in the game. And I think I saw that pretty much all of that stuff applies when he assists or counterattacks also. So that's very cool. And you'll be needing that because his special and his ultimate are very expensive energy-wise. So you'll be using his basic a lot, and that's good. It's a very good one. So very excited about that. We went over the antiseptic last week. Uh, it, it's just as ridiculous as, as it was leaked. Clear heal block on all allies. Apply immunity to all allies. Heal all allies for 20% of this character's max health. Revive a dead symbiote ally with 60% base health. And if there are no symbiote allies to revive, gain three ability energy. So yeah, it's especially once we look at his passive, they're going all out to make sure he can get rid of that heal block, which is very awesome. So the symbiotes are going to be absolutely ridiculous. I'm very excited about that. Hopefully we'll be able to auto most or all of Ultima 7. We shall see. And then let's look at his ultimate, Deadly Cure, 7 energy. Gain the opposite of all negative effects, excluding bleed, because that would just make it totally ridiculous. On the primary target, attack primary target for 300% damage plus 100% drain. Gain two regeneration, spread two random positive effects on self to non-symbiote allies, and spread all positive effects on self to symbiote allies. That's so ridiculous. So you get like the Fury or the Sinister buff pass. Oh, that's so good. It does cost seven energy though, so you're not going to be using a lot, but oh, that is so good. So you're going to take all the buffs from the primary target, then spread them to all symbiotes. Oh man, might might they be able to take down a Black Order if you could steal all the stuff from Thanos, all those buffs, and then give them to all the symbiotes? We'll have to see. Probably not, because just Black Order is so good, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and then his passive, Wretched Healer, on turn, clear one negative effect from the most injured ally that has a negative effect. If that ally is a symbiote, clear one negative effect from all other symbiote allies with a negative effect. Gain regeneration, and when this character drops below 50% max health, gain evade. So yeah, we, we had that last week. It's, it's super awesome. They're going to get rid of all those debuffs. You're not going to have to worry about heal block. I'm loving that. I'm going to go hard for him no matter what the event is. So yeah, super hyped about Anti-Venom, even more so, and the symbiotes as a whole. Speaking of symbiotes, Spider-Man's symbiote will finally be swinging to a new home in the Milestone Orb, where he'll be replacing Captain Marvel. Um, they did say he'll be the final character added to the Milestone Orb, as we'll be releasing seasonal Milestone Orbs in the future. Uh, so that is cool. I have like over 500 Milestone Orbs now, so uh, I, should, I should easily get him to seven stars. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to promote him to seven red stars just because of how good the symbiotes look. 
Uh, but I'm going to have to open all of those since the if they're already warning us that they're going to do seasonal milestone orbs, that means you won't be able to use the old ones. So you're going to have to open all of those up or you'll lose them because they aren't going to convert over. At least they're warning us this time because they've done that before. The orbs disappear that you were saving, then you have to wait for them to come back. Other news this week was the full Matrix event, which is very awesome. Uh, you're getting tier three orbs for pretty much a full team. Uh, every day. Uh, I thought it was just like a one-day event, which was like, okay, this is pretty cool. But then I was like, then it rolled over the next day. I was like, oh, okay. Eight, nine, ten, how many ever days it is? So like, okay, I'll take that. So I've been doing that every day. It's not that hard to do, especially if you're using bio characters in your raids. It's not hard at all to max that out. So if you haven't been, make sure you hit that every single day and max it out. It's not really that hard. And then just do the bio characters and blitz. Uh, it, it doesn't even take like two full rotations of all the bio characters if you have them. So definitely worth doing that. And then finally, the news of the week, Bullseye and Domino Blitzes. Bullseye, who cares? But Domino, that's very awesome because it is so hard to get her out of that Blitz Orb with just the 10% drop. So looking forward to that. I'll probably end up going to 2 to 3% on that. Uh, I can't Blitz any more than that. I get burnt out too much, so... But yeah, Domino is definitely worth going for it uh, because Doc Ock has turned out to be very good in war and a lot of people are using him in raids as well. So he's a good character. Domino is going to be, believe it or not, I never would have thought that, but Domino is going to be the roadblock to getting to seven stars on Doc Ock unless they put her somewhere else, like on a node somewhere or something. So we'll have to see on that. So that brings us to the main topic, which is ISO 8. It released this past week, and I'll be honest, my first impressions were of it were not very positive because I saw that we could only farm the Tier 1 pieces. And then I was like, okay, so we can't farm anything above Tier 1. It's going to take a long time to get this stuff. So I took a look at the offers, like, oh, there are like four to five offers that the whales can buy, and you can get like Tier 2, 3, 4 stuff. I, I forget what they were, but I saw they could get tons of stuff. I was like, oh, man, this is total whale bait. The whales, the the gulf between whales and people that don't spend tons of money on ISO A is going to be re utterly ridiculous. We actually ran into that in uh, our most recent alliance war. Tons of 500 and 600K defenses. So we took that uh, war off pretty quickly once we ran into those. So, I mean... I guess it will, make, it will make the decision very easy when to take a war off when you run into a super serious whale alliance that went all in on ISO 8. Uh, but then they had the full Matrix event come out, especially once I saw that we're going to do it 8, 9, 10 times or whatever. Uh, so, so we're going to get a lot of teams up to 3, some up to 4, some even to 5, some characters. So that made it a lot more palatable. Like, okay, like, this is workable. If if they wouldn't have done this full Matrix event, I, don't know, I might have quit because it would just it would have been re utterly ridiculous. Wouldn't have been able to compete. The advantage would have been that big. But it's very cool that they did that. So you, you can still stay competitive because going from a lot of the time you need to go from three to five uh, to really make it worth it on some of them. You'll be perfectly fine because all you get on level four on all the classes is just ten percent more health. So that's not huge. So you can you can pretty much skip that on most characters and still be okay. Just because you can overcome the AI 
having 10% more health just by outplaying them. So I'm going to go over what I'm going to work on, uh, my plan going forward. Of course, Thanos is going to get maxed out first. Uh, since I have him at seven, and most people should, if you're serious about arena at all, my, my arena team will be my main focus. And then once I get them up to a good enough level, then I'll move to, of course, my main raid team. So I'll just go by, I'm going to be going by class. I've actually been using, I started out with Thanos, trying him as a healer. That worked okay, just because he has so much health, so he's healing. Now I've been trying him as a striker. I kind of like him like that, just because when he's empowered, he hits so hard, getting that extra attack, and they getting the bonus damage overall. So I've been using him as that. I might, I've seen some guys in my alliance are using him as a raider uh, with the extra crit chance. So I might try that out. I don't know. I mean, actually these ISO things you use to promote them. I thought I was like, oh, we're never going to run out of these. You know, we get tons of these, but you run out of them really quick once you start taking things to level three. So for now, I'm just going to switch between striker and heal on him and see how that goes as I bring the rest of the team up. But uh, definitely going to take him to level five as soon as I can. I've almost got him to four now. Uh, but other strikers, uh, definitely going to do Cole. I tried Fortify with Cole at first. It's okay, but I, I like Striker better for him because he's hitting so many times if they're hitting your Thanos and your Maw. So that extra damage and the extra attack he gets with it. It's been working very well in Arena, at least. Uh, well, maybe for like Alliance War, probably be better as Fortifier for him. I don't know. I'll have to test that out still. But for now, I'm going Striker on Cole as well. And then, of course, Black Bolt. I've been using him on my main raid team. Took him to seven red stars, so I made him Striker. Going to take him up to five as soon as I can. All that extra damage. That's very nice. You want to boost his damage as much as you can, everywhere you can. Uh, then Skirmishers, that is good on people that are fast and that assist and or counterattack a lot. So of course I'm doing it on Proxima since she's hitting with that special first off first turn when you're doing arena and other things. So made her skirmisher and eventually I'll be doing, I think I did symbiote Spider-Man and carnage also. Uh, once the full symbiote team is out, uh, I'm going to play around with those. I saw some people saying you could do all healing on them and they'd never die. So I might end up doing that when I have the full symbiote team and doing that raid. So we'll have to see on that. But for now, I have Skirmisher on Symbiote, Spider-Man, and Carnage. Uh, the other two goings is Sabretooth, since he's a he's assisting on pretty much every attack. Uh, he's very good as a Skirmisher and Blob as well, since he counterattacks and he's taunting. Uh, so he's a very good one to make a skirmisher as well. Uh, actually, I'll just cover that now. The the two classes that I'll be taking to five that, that get the most benefit from going to five are going to be strikers because they get the extra 25% damage on the ISO bonus attack and then the 5% damage overall. So that's huge. And then skirmishers, they end up clearing two positive effects and something that they actually had in the code and they just added in there that I wasn't there when it first came out was the extra 50% focus. So that's very nice to help try to clear the stuff as well. The other ones don't get as much from taking them to five. So with, with how many it takes to get there, it's not really worth going for it. Like Fortifier, for example, that'd be, you get extra barrier on spawn and on turn, but I can cover that right now. The only one I'm really looking at is maybe Strife on Alliance War defense. He'd be good Fortifier. Uh, maybe Cole, 
down the road, but I, I think I'm still going to stick with Striker for Cole just because you want all that extra damage from him. Uh, and then Healer, taking that to five, it's only 10% extra active healing. So maybe on your symbiotes, if you're going for more of a full heal team or that, maybe it'd be worth it. But otherwise, that extra 10% active healing isn't super worth it uh, with, how, with, with such a huge investment it takes. Maybe that would change if they make it more available, maybe on your top healers. Speaking of healers, I've, for now, I got Maw, Sinister, and Emma. Those are my big healers. Pretty much any character that isn't doing an attack the first one or two turns, you want to go with a healer for that. So they, they fit the bill on that. I uh, did get my Sinister up to seven red stars. I've actually been using him in raids. Uh, some nodes, he's very, very good. If you can get a good clone target, he's he's absolutely amazing. Other times, he can still get like annihilated if you don't have enough defense uh, by like hard hitting fast things. So I think he's going to be more of a sub. I don't think he'll be on my main raid team, even as a seven red star. And then Emma, also a very good choice. Like she doesn't even need to be seven stars, she can still get it done. So she makes a good healer class as well. Uh, then for Raiders, uh, mentioned before, you can try it out on Thanos. Some people have been getting good results with that. But for me, I'm going with the characters that already have a lot of crits, so it boosts it up even more. Uh, and or ones that have a lot of AoE. Because when you crit, it will put it on any character you crit on. So if you're hitting multiple characters and you crit on them, then it's going to put that vulnerable on there. So that's very good. Yeah, so the two I'm going Raiders for now are Corvus, of course, the main one. And then Killmonger. Probably won't do tons of him, but he's, he's very crit focused. So putting that on him as well. Uh, another skirmisher I forgot to mention was Taskmaster on Alliance War Defense since he's counterattacking all the time. So he's very good for that. So that's a good choice for that. So overall, I think ISO 8 is a nice addition. If they wouldn't have done this event here, and maybe afterwards, it's, you're going to fall way behind if they don't do more events. But I, I think it's a it's a decent addition to the game. It's it's not horrible as I thought it was at first, or, or as horrible as the people that tested it way back when said it was going to be. So I'd, I'd give it like a six or seven out of 10 overall. I think it's decent. It's definitely going to make raids easier, which is nice. Maybe even where you can auto them. That's definitely something we want on Ultimate 7 because we've been doing that, what, over a year now, every single day. So that's nice. And of course, it's going to make DD3 a lot easier for people that haven't gone through that. And then you'll need it for DD4. I'm sure it's balanced around having very high ISO 8 on that. So it's a decent addition. You're getting a little extra gear and gold from doing the ISO 8 campaign each day. Uh, there is a little more pressure on your cores if you're refreshing on that. So that's not as good. I wish we, I wish it was each node was like 100 and we'd be getting 120 on the refreshes. So we get an extra thing in there, but overall, I, I think it's a decent addition to the game. There's some nice parts about it, but yeah, it's a grind to get a lot of your teams up, but you can get your main team up, your main arena team and your raid teams up pretty quickly with this event here. So if you aren't doing that full matrix event, completing that fully each day, make sure you do that because uh, you definitely want all this ISO 8 stuff. Because if you're once you go back to just farming tier one stuff each day, it's going to be a super grind to get anyone up to like three and above.
So definitely want to do that. All right. So moving on to the on-air questions. If you'd like to have your question read and answered on air, make sure you join the Big Roy Awesome Discord. If you can't find it through any of the links, just hit me up on Discord, Big Roy Awesome, and I can get you squared away on that. Also, this podcast is hosted on anchor.fm. There's actually a cool little feature on that. You can leave a voice comment on there. So maybe there's some funny ones or you want to leave it through that. I can look into adding that into the show for the on-air questions. So so check that out. It's uh, anchor.fm slash podcast. All right. Some of these are about ISO 8. So I pretty much covered some of those like GS Christopher 149 with ISO 8 around now. How are your initial feelings on it and what are your top priority upgrades for it? Yeah, it's like I did. I hated it at first, but uh, I'm okay with it now. Definitely top priority is arena team. And then it'll be my main raid team. And then I'll be bringing up my secondary raid team and my subs. Uh, so that's going to be Black Order and then the Symbiotes. I mean, Symbiotes might turn into my main raid team with how good they're looking, especially if Anti-Venom is decent to get. I'm going all in on Scream. I'm going to try to hopefully get her to five stars at least because a lot of guys in my alliance got her and they, they're saying she's amazing. So doubling no for Symbiotes. But right now I'm going to get Black Order up and then maybe save up some of the stuff and then get my symbiotes up right away as soon as I can. Dragus, do you have any general advice for ISO 8 as it pertains to arena or meta teams in general? I'm farming ISO 8, but I've not invested any of it while waiting to hear what the experts, I a big way awesome, have to say about it. Uh, but yeah, definitely an arena team because it can make a big difference. Like the first day it came out, I didn't really have anything on my team. I actually lost like two arena matches, which hasn't happened in forever. So that it can definitely make a difference. You don't really need to take them up to four. Getting to three, your whole team at least, uh, you should be able to compete uh, unless it's just like mega whales you're competing with. And then, of course, your raid team. You'll want to get that up. Uh, but raids are definitely going to get easier, so that's a very nice thing about that. <laughs> Raise a rock with the real questions, the real important question. <laughs> Do you think ISO 8 has broken the Ravager Stitcher meta, or is he even more godlike now with his ISO 8? Yeah, I mean, just using him is cheating. You can solo all of difficulty 5 with just him by himself. I mean, it's, it's really cheating to use him. <laughs> no, for people that don't know, there's a little meme about Ravager Stitcher being meta after someone said they would take him up take him into DD3 if they had more red stars on him, which I wish was a joke, but I think he was serious. <laughs> Next up, Slim, if you had the powers of Ant-Man, where would be the first place you choose to be an ant on the wall to look, listen in on something? Traveling back in time is allowed. Oh, wow. Traveling back in time. That's huge. Um, man, I should have looked at this before I recorded I don't know. Just saying offhand, I don't know. Man, I'll give the patriotic response. I would go back to the signing of the Declaration of Independence of the good old USA, just to check that out. I don't know. <laughs> or the, the fun answer would be just a, on a scope next board meeting when they did make decisions like, like, ah, okay. So it is all about the money. That's why you're, you're screwing over the players. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll come up with some better answers then in the future. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Next up from Hulk Smash 50. What ISO 8 combinations are working well for you so far? What ones that you tried didn't help and you decided to change it? Uh, pretty much covered those ones. I still want to play around with full healing teams. 
like on the symbiotes especially, see how well that works, especially getting them all to tier three. Once I get them all up there, I'll see how that does if they're high enough. Also, I want to try that with Black Order as well, maybe on some Alliance War defense teams, like Marauders even, just because I've had some crazy defense wins with Marauders after ISO 8. It was just my Mystique, Sinister, and Emma left over, and they beat a, or they made a team cancel of, God, what was it? It was like a full X-Men team. They canceled, and they were punching down. Uh, and then a, a Defendron team also had to cancel. So I think there's definitely something there. If you do a full Marauders team, they'll, they'll just time out uh, teams. They, they just can't burst them down enough, and they just heal back up, especially if you get, like, your Strife. If you can't burst that Strife down, he oh, he's just so disgusting because he gets so much barrier going every turn so I'm, I'm definitely gonna test that out on there and it looks like it looks like that's pretty much the next question halcyon days and and what i'm sure is going to be an avalanche of iso questions what are your anyone's suggestions for classes on the Marauders team all right so we'll go through that i think i already covered that the sinister and emma are going to be healer for me at least since they're not doing attacks Sabretooth is a skirmisher since he'll be assisting so he's going to get the vulnerable on everyone I think Mystique I'm leaning more towards because just because mine isn't high damage. Maybe if she's seven red stars, maybe go for Striker on her. I say just make it more annoying, make her a healer too. Uh, she's pretty fast, so she'll get some heals off. She's going to be hiding because she's not like super high damage. You don't want Fortifier. Uh, Saber 2 is going to be doing the Skirmisher already, so you don't really need that as much. Raider. You're not going to get much from her because she doesn't have high crit as well. So I, I just, I'm going to try, personally, I'm going to try healer on her once I take her up, see how that goes. Just make them even more unkillable. And then, of course, on Strife, he'll be pretty much my only fortifier for a while. I'm going to take him up to at least three. But, I mean, protectors is just, like, heavy on wanting the ISO 8. I want to take so many protectors up. I think that's, like, the most popular class for me at least for things for people i want to take up because i want to max out my thanos my blob my strife my coal maybe that's maybe just that's it <laughs> but yeah i mean I, I can even see making mercenary riot guard super annoying put fortify on him and then he's having defense up all the time and deflect it's just oh disgusting but yeah i mean the, if you have a heavy red star marauder is this that's going to be pretty much one of the top Alliance War defense teams, especially with ISO 8 now for a long time. And then finally from Bloodwalker, who always has awesome questions. <laughs> who has the hotter piece of tail, Squirrel Girl or Rocket Raccoon? <laughs> I, I, I've loved Rocket for longer, so I'm going to have to go with him, even though he, he's fallen off so much. I, I, I still, He'll always hold a special place in my heart. Um, Squirrel Girl, I haven't even taken up past 60. So it's like, uh, the Young Avengers was such a, a skip team. <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe they'll add like a, another one or two Young Avenger team. They can really push that team to, to really make it worth it for now. It's just like a, eh. It's like, I could take this team up more, but why? There's so many other good teams. So yeah, so, Rocket's my boy. <laughs> Or rockets, rockets, my raccoon. <laughs> 
All right, so that is going to do it for another episode. Kept a little short this week just because of the stuff I got going on in real life, taking care of my mother. So once again, please keep her in your thoughts and prayers so she can get better. And hopefully next week I can get another guest host in here or maybe in just a guest segment. We'll see how that goes. If you or someone you know is awesome, wants to be on the Bigger Awesome Podcast, hit me up on Discord or through my YouTube. Subscribe to me on YouTube. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Join the YouTube memberships if you want to financially support the show. And that's going to do it. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay tuned. Stay awesome. All right, my turn. Deckard Bain. What? Only one question for Deckard Bain. <laughs> okay, why do, I say, why do I always like go into an accent when, when Deckard's angry? <laughs> All right, so all right, I ordered just one question again this week. Razorock asks, what ISO 8 have you applied to yourself? Well, I am eternal and awesome and, and ultimate. I don't need any ISO 8. It just wouldn't be fair. True heroes like me don't need ISO 8. <laughs> all right, if you want to leave any questions for me, make sure you join that Big Royal from Discord. I look forward to your funny questions and that's gonna do it thanks for listening until next time stay tuned and stay awesome